Today is May 24th. The Yankees depth is being tested and they have lost four out of the last five games. Let's talk all about all of that on Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Get your Yankees news from these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Hello and welcome to Talking Yangs, brought to you by SeatGeek. Thank you very much for joining us today. We got sharp stats. The Queen is back. We got Rangers game tonight. Jake's going to the Yankees game tonight. We got funky lineups. Probably an interesting one to guess if we want to do it at the very end. Maybe we don't have time. And we got the depth being tested on both sides of the ball, Jake. You excited to talk about it? James, Beaker, everyone live in the chat. I am. I am, Jim, as today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, as you guys well know, uh, code YANKS, $20 off your first SeatGeek order. Uh, go to the game. Yell at me. Try to pants me. Uh, you better be fast. Better be quick. Because a lot of people try. Um, thanks, SeatGeek. They're uh, they're like with us. We do PR stuff together now. We love SeatGeek. Uh, go to a game with them. Twenty dollars off your your first tickets at SeatGeek with code Yanks. I'm doing. Uh, I'm good, Jimbo. I'm. You know, I uh, I've got a little bit of a sicko side to me. So you know, some people are starting to see that during some of our warehouse game stuff, the blitz ball things like that. I said it a couple times on recent Talking Yanks episodes. I've been waiting for to get punched in the mouth. Like the the season, we had that first Baltimore series where it kind of felt dreary. It felt like last year we lost the series in Baltimore. But then it, it rainbows and butterflies. Uh, you know, the Yankees were this nasty bullpen and Katie Sharps calling in with Sharp stats saying the offense and uh, was actually one of the best in the league up up and down the lineup and the starting pitching every night. And it was like, man, we are a wagon. Like, are we, you know, I, I might have heard someone in the office say we're, we're going for 120 wins this year, Dan Rourke. Um, and now we get punched in the mouth. We have our first three-game losing streak where we have real injuries. We have COVID IL where the depth is showing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there, there's the sicko side of me kind of loves it. Cause like this had to happen at some point, like, let's see it. Let's face a little adversity. Let's not hammer it in. Uh, the other part of me is like, Oh boy, we might have a big Tuesday night <laughs> Yankees O's game tonight that, uh, we need kind of a big performance by Monty and someone to step up in the lineup and a har. So yeah, the, the season changes fast. So uh, what's what's going on with you, Big Papa Pumps? Andujar. Oh, good. I'm working from home today, trying to catch my breath after a busy weekend. Almost doing it, kind of. It's cold down here in the basement. There's no flooring or walls, so it's a little a little odd. Um, I told Katie that we've had a running joke for like over a year now that. 
if you if you see us at if you see him at game pants him, you know, or whatever. She didn't like it. She thinks that someone's going to pants us eventually and then we're going to get charged with indecent exposure or something. Yeah. There's rules to the pantsing. You can't we're not grabbing underoos. Yeah, but what if you're not, you know, no doubling up. Zach doesn't wear underwear, obviously. Yeah. No. Sex guy. Hmm. So that's fun. Uh, yeah, I'm excited that the sharp stats is, is a positive one. Yeah. And, and I guess I'll try to make sure this comes through. The, uh, the, the tone of the show isn't really negative at all. It's just, oh, okay, a, a light got shown, and then there's some areas of transparency where it's, you know, been illuminated that, like, eventually we're going to have to change some stuff about this roster. It wasn't, it was never a complete roster, but you lose one reliever or two relievers and a couple players, uh, you lose or go South. And you know, the lineup they put out last night was bad. Yeah. Like the, like on paper and the lineup they're going to put out today, tonight is going to be bad. It's going to be, four guys that you like. So I'm not really worried about the Yankees or like, like, you know, screaming and yelling. I don't want people to think this is a negative episode. It's just, we get to actually have conversations now, which is cool. When they were winning so much, it was like, they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Now it's like, all right, let's have some good conversations about like what needs to change a little. Yeah, I think we're almost. You're almost just prefacing. We're we're doing the reverse. Like things things were so honky dory. We were opening episodes by saying, "Hey, like our critique on the team, we understand the team is really good, but we're still having conversations about it now." Uh, hey, they're still the best record in baseball. They they've lost a couple games. We know that as well. But yeah, uh, some topics have opened up. So. Uh, Let's get in there. I mean, I mean, is there anything else we want to check the box on first? Do we want to do the the get the judge judge quote out of the way? Do we want to save that for oh, elsewhere? Oh, Donaldson's officially suspended for yeah. one game, also on the COVID IL. So I don't. I know it's gamesmanship, but you just if they knew the suspension was coming, they probably just would have waited it out. Uh, he's going to fight it for his own personal reasons. Yeah. Anyway. So he's, he's, a, he's appealing Johnson, it. Yeah. MLB was a little handcuffed here because they suspended Anderson um, in 2019 for what they said was hate language because he ref- referred to Brad Keller as a word that whatever, you know. Yep. I don't know. And uh, they suspended him because they said, like, that, you know, that's hate. And, and a lot of people were saying, like, you, you can't police how we use that word as, as black Americans. And if this is deemed the same thing, they kind of. Like, I, I thought it was coming again. There's a lot of articles uh, about this that are, are good insight. So I, I thought he was going to get suspended for one game. He's appealing it. And. I doubt they drop it. It's one game. They're going to say just fucking no. Like you're spending one game, whatever. It's probably hoping to get the fine decreased or something. Yeah, because because judge 
had two homers last night. He got, he did the post game presser and he got asked about the Donaldson situation. And I thought his answer was, was insightful and shows the tone of the locker room and like how like the other players felt about it. And it was the same sentiment we've seen and that Joe shared and Booney shared and that I, I, I said, I echo as well as like, yeah. And and judge play the audio. Let's run the judge quote. Yeah, yeah, run the judge clip. You know it's uh, it's a tough one. Um, You know, joke or not, you know, I just don't think it's you know the right thing to do there, especially you know given the history, you know, especially the series in Chicago. You know, kind of a little bit of beef between Anderson and JD, and you know Anderson's you know one of the best shortstops in the game, and um, you know he's he's a big part of MLB and, you know, what's going on here and how we can grow the game. And, um, you know, JD for that one game suspension. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it's, you know, on JD's, you know, he made a mistake, you know, owned up to it. And you know, now we got to move on. Yeah. So he said something I hadn't thought about was like Donaldson and Anderson were, already got into it in Chicago. So, you know, Donaldson's like an inside joke. I don't know why it's not friend, funny or friendly anymore. And it's like, yeah, but judges like, but you just were fighting with each other. So now it's it seems much more like a jab in the ribs with purpose. than if there was no like bad interaction, it was, it was just like, uh, Hey, what's up? Good to see you this season joke. And then the fact that judge is like, no, I didn't. I, I don't like it. You can't do that. You shouldn't say that. It's it comes across bad. But we talked about it. We he we, he's like we grown we're grown men and we're over it. And he got suspended. But I like the insight into the clubhouse, which judge is very much a big voice and captain of that room, even though he's not a captain of the team. Yeah, he's so. the he's the dude. I mean, no more CC, no more Guardy. Like it's. Judge is the dude, and I mean, Donaldson, like like you mentioned last episode, we were so excited about his piss and vinegar and, and kind of being a breath of fresh air, air and kind of the pest the Yankees need. And he was trying to be a pest, and he was being a pest, but he almost, uh, I think he was kind of ignorant to the, to, to the, to what he was poking at. And that's, that's where the argument ends every time. It's the... Messing around with a buddy or not messing around with a buddy, and he uh, he he got got there. So yeah, um, MLB had to do something. They give a one game suspension. I said, their pitching coach comes out on Twitter and and talks about the the malice at third base the series before, and he got he got kind of roasted by that because it was a a tag play at third where Donaldson apologized. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, there's, the fuck was that cat? Like, I mean, what do you like there? The, I, I've said this and I, you know, I think everyone's nervous to talk about it cause you don't want to say one wrong thing, but, uh, the white Sox are trying to use this as a rallying thing and their season was 500. They had a lot of injuries and then this happens. They went two at the stadium and the suspension comes out and cats is pissed off and that their whole team kind of wanted to. To get pissed off, they got fed a little bit of bait, and and they're going. So yeah, it's uh, in a couple ways, it's it's bad on Donaldson there. So yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I think uh, we'll see. I, I guess the only thing I'll say uh, 
with the Donaldson appealing it, remember when Chapman appealed his suspension or whatever it was, and it it dragged out for like months, like they just never met. Um, was that Chapman? Was that, yeah, but, but they needed a witness, and the witness couldn't show up, even though it was like a nationally televised thing. So I guess that's my thing. Like, like let's just figure it out now and well, get this most mostly in our rear play- view. Yeah, if anyone's not familiar, or usually players always appeal because the PA says to appeal. And then, even if you don't get it reduced, you get to choose when you serve it. So that's why if you if he wasn't on the COVID IL, I think he might just appeal just to appeal and then drop the appeal and serve it during Baltimore so he can play for the Rays series. But a lot of times people use the appeal just and then and then they appeal and then they drop the appeal just so they can kind of sit out on their own terms. Be like, uh, those are the games I'll miss. I'll drop the appeal then. Like that type style. Yeah. I think I think that makes more sense for brawls or throwing up and in and stuff. I think I think Josh Donaldson's kind of standing around saying like, hey, I'm not racist. Um, so I feel like he he might go further with the appeal, but that's where it's at. Um, it's, you know, uh, we, we sometimes get on judge for not having the most electric quotes. You know, he, he, he pulls out some Jeter-esque stuff sometimes, but it, it's, you know, it's also good. He, he spoke about this, got it out there. And again, like, let's, let's just put us, put it behind us and, and move on. Yeah. I mean, it was good. He's also, you know, saying that TA is like what we want baseball to be. It's kind of not the guy to go like, right whatever um all right well you want to go into the sharp stats yeah let's get some good news from katie sharp and i'm i'm, I'm giving you guys some good news from the DraftKings sportsbook because right now you can place a five doll hair bet on any team to win you're, you're like okay you could look at the board any day and pick a team to win right guess what mm-hmm. kind of don't matter because if you place a five dollar bet if the team wins or lose, you still get $150 in free bets. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday, how about some of their same game parlays, the SGPs? You can do just that. Combine multiple bets, stolen bases, total runs. If you know something, you can pretty much bet it at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code JOMBOY at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Mm-hmm. Give it to me, Katie. Hey, guys. Queen of Stats is back. And this week, I want to talk about Clay Holmes. This is just going to be like a general appreciation voicemail for him because he's amazing and it's way overdue. And so first, I want to talk about, obviously, we know his ground ball rate. That's what he does. He's a sinker slider guy. He gets a ton of ground balls. So his ground ball rate this season is 83%. Just to put that into perspective, there's no other pitcher with at least 20 innings pitched that is above 70% this season. And the highest that Fangraphs has recorded, and that's going back to 2002, is an 80% ground ball rate by Zach Burton in 2016. So right now, Holmes is basically Zach Burton, but even better. Peak Zach Burton, but even better. Um, And now just to kind of go into a little bit of some specifics, some wow stats to put that ground ball rate, just to dig a little bit, bit deeper into it. 
the average distance on his batted balls is the lowest in the majors, right? It's 49 feet. Think about that. The distance from home to first first base is 90 feet, and the distance from home to the pitching rubber is 60 feet 6 inches. <laughs> Clay Holmes' average distance on his batted balls is 49 feet. All right. Um, and the average launch angle on his batted balls is also the lowest in the majors. Uh, it's negative 10.2 degrees. Um, so basically every single person is hitting the ball downward 10 degrees. Um and he has allowed just one barrel among his 54 batted balls. So a barrel we know is kind of like the best case, the most optimal hit ball uh, that you can do. Uh, usually they go for extra bases. And only seven of his 54 batted balls have even reached the outfield. Uh, and just one more thing I wanted to talk about was we know that he has a super low uh, ERA. It's uh, 0.42 as I uh, record this on Monday. Um, but he also has the lowest expected ERA in the majors. And that's a stat cast metric that takes into account the amount of contact that the pitcher allows and the quality of that con- contact based on exit velocity and launch angle. So this is no fluke. He is really doing this. He has a very extremely low ERA and a very low expected ERA as well. Oh, and yeah, he throws a slider about 20% of the time, and it's really good, too. It's got a 27.5% whiff rate. That's whiffs per pitches thrown, which is the 11th highest among the nearly 300 pitchers that have thrown at least 50 sliders this season. So a crazy sinker, a crazy slider, and he's just a crazy pitcher right now. And so I know a lot of people want to put him into the closer role, and the stats back it up. But it's not just the stats. He's also facing a ton of... She got cut off by the... By Google's... Oh, man. It's tough. The minute rule got Katie Sharp? She She got minute ruled. Oh, my God. Three minute ruled, technically. Yeah, three minute rule. Um, that's just, But did she finish it, or is that the end of the voicemail? That's it. Oh, okay. Damn. I hope there was not some good stuff into the void there. Damn. Got the rug pulled out from no, under. She, she, did, she followed up with me. She said she got everything she needed to out. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Katie. Clay Holmes has been lights out as he uh, his sinker usage climbs up all the way to 80%. It's funny. For the Yankees, it was like, 44 or something like that, 45. In 2020, it was 31%. Um, he was throwing 60% curveballs in 2020. Um, Supposedly, he's thrown one curveball this year or three curveballs this year. Well, they got to be sliders that just had a little bend to them or something. Just had a little slip to them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, Jim. I mean, something that... It's weird, the things that'll get stuck in your head forever, but uh, when we went to... Hudson Valley last year, the old Yankees pitcher, uh, Asanio. What's his first name? Mike? Yankees pitcher. It's just a um, Joe. Joe. Joe, Joe. Asanio. Um, you know, you and I, were we were playing blitz ball there, and you threw a nice pitch, and he said, hey, throw that good pitch. Yeah. Uh, it's the best advice I ever got. Which was really good coaching, and it seems like yeah. the Yankees and Clay Holmes are getting that same coaching uh, 80% of the time with a sinker. And 
you know, 20, well, good pitch. 20% of the time with the slider is enough that, you know, the hitter has to be up there respecting it. Um, Clay Holmes has been awesome. I think we were hesitant just because relievers, small sample size. I mean, even if you look at Johnny Laza and his incredible last year to his struggles this year, um, we were kind of unsure about Clay Holmes. But, man, when you put it all in the bucket with the amount of Pirates pitchers that have now left there and gone on to other places and be successful, um, the pitch mix changing, and just the velocity and how everything looks, uh, Clay Holmes is is awesome, and he he is our closer right now. Like we did, we did the whole committee dance for a minute. Like, oh, we'll see what happens. Chapman's hurt and bad. Uh, it, Johnny Laza has been bad so far, and Chad Green got hurt. Like Clay Holmes is our closer. Is there a reliever right now? Well, my king. We'll see. Well, I don't know what they're going to. I mean, that's kind of a conversation we got to have. I don't know how they're going to utilize Mike King. It, you can't do you can't utilize him how you were utilizing him anymore, in my opinion. But we'll stay on on yeah, Clay. The for tone, now. the tone, the slab guys had a good conversation on that. Go check that out. Give me one like bullet point. Um, It's it's just it's Mike King is an interesting conversation. Do you make him a one inning? like go-to reliever guy because we know how to handle those guys in their arms? Do you continue to use them in this multi-inning role? Or, you know, he, he was originally supposed to be stretched out to be like a starter type. So, yeah. I, I'd, I'd go two-inning guy in, in like the seven and eight inning. I guess you have to ask King. You know, they they, they had this trouble with Chad back in 2017. Right. He had he had play, it was four days off, then he'd go three innings, and it was four days off. You know, it was very planned, which is kind of what they've been doing with with King now, is what they did with Chad in 2017. Then in 2018, they tried to use Chad as just a one inning guy whenever we need him, you know, like a true holds guy. And the transition was tough for him. He didn't really he he didn't like different off days, different routines, because and that's where King's been in the bullpen. Yeah, but he hasn't been a get up, you're in. And then the next day, get up, you're in. And then right. three days off. And then, you know, that, like that, that role, which is what I'd love him to be able to do, but he might not take to that immediately. Some guys don't. So you might have to just, I don't know. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see with Kinger. Um, Johnny Laza needs to pick it up. Castro with Wandy. Um, but yeah, uh, Clay Holmes, the, the sinker stuff is wild. Uh, if you're and not even analytically driven, but just ground balls, uh, it's insane what he's doing. Um, I, I forget if it was, uh, forget if it was Hoodie Glaber or, or playoff Tanaka, uh, Yankees Twitter celebrities, but I, I think the gap between Clay Holmes uh, and the number two pitcher in ground balls is the same as the number two ground ball pitcher and, like, the 30th ranked ground ball pitcher. So what he's doing and how hard that sinker is to hit really is special. And I, I do like Katie Sharp bringing up Zach Britton. Uh, and when she says peak Zach Britton, I know we've 
you're a Yankees fan, you know, but, uh, you know, Orioles Zach Britton, I think he was second in the Cy Young one year, ERA in the zeros, just basically unhittable, and more or less throwing one pitch, <laughs> a heavy sinker. So, yeah, there's there's a recipe there. You worried at all about Clay Holmes? Um, how much they're using him? How much they're relying on him? How much they're using him in big pressure spots? I, I'm pulling it up now, trying to find the usage of, of years past. He leads the league in games right now, or is tied for the league in games uh, at 20, 21 innings. I wonder if that's where that stands. The most innings he's pitched is, is 70, and that was last year. Um, in 2019, he threw 50 innings. But in those 70 innings in 2021, I would have to think there weren't a lot of uh, super high leverage. There was no ninth inning uh, save appearances. There was one, two. There was three hold, eighth inning hold appearances. I'm a little, I'm a little, it's early. We've seen relievers get burnt out a lot. And if there's a way to make this version of Clay Holmes where visually it's hard to hit his pitches, like you just see it and you're like, that looks like something that no one can hit. Uh, You're so sharp. There's a couple things Clay Holmes has working for him. A, those 2020 stats, I need to throw those out. That was over 1.1 innings, so I'm going to remove that uh, from the record. What he has going for him is he's a beast. Um, He is 6'5", 245, listed. I keep calling him the robot horse because he's got the legs of the horse uh, but the brains of a robot. Uh, Clay Holmes, the way he throws is kind of robotic that – you know, we see a lot of relievers. You can tell. You, you could tell from Mike King. You could even tell Johnny Laza, Chappie. You can tell when they dial it up, when they go back and look for a little more. Clay Holmes kind of doesn't do that because um, I don't think he's wired that way. I think, again, robot horse. Um, so with all that being said, I'm not super worried about him. But at some point this year, they will need to cut down his usage. I mean, we're, we're essentially at the quarter pole of the season, and he has 20 appearances. Quick math there, 20 by 4, we all know is 80. Um, and 80 appearances is too much. That's, that's every other game. So at, at some point this year, it, you're going to have to slow him down. And I, I think as baseball has evolved to this more relief pitching sport, like we need to be doing more of that in general. Like, we need, relievers are getting used 70, 80 times a year, and they're max effort guys. Like, these these guys are going to need rest, and, like, I, I think it's going to be part of the evolution of baseball where it's like, oh, like, Clay Holmes is going to get his summer 10-day hiatus because you're going to need it. And any pitcher needs it, I think. Yeah. I mean... That's what I'm. That's my worry. Is I wonder where they if they if they can give breathing room there because it's getting. If anything, a time when you were hoping some breathing room would come, it's like oh now he's our biggest guy. We got to rely on. Uh, He nine relievers have appeared in twenty games this season, so far. Of the nine, Clay Holmes has pitched the most innings. 
So. Am I frozen? No. Can you hear me? Here, we got it. We got it. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's where, again, uh, the size thing, I, I think, is a factor. Being being built like a elite starting pitcher. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's going to have to breathe at some point. I just heard a lot of words you said, but it was in, is in fast forward motion. Okay. I think we got all of it. I think we got all of it. You got anything else on clay? Okay. Well, what you can do, if you've heard enough on clay homes, you can go to a Hudson Valley Renegades game this year. That's right. HVR. We went to the Hudson Valley last year. We had an absolute blast. Uh, it's up there in Wappingers Fall, New York. Um, how long of a drive was it? Like an hour from the yeah. city? From the city. Maybe that was like, like from 10. the city. Yeah. yeah, that's including like getting out of the city. Uh, we made a whole day of it. We went and got breakfast that morning. We had a blast. Most importantly, uh, the Hudson Valley Renegades, they mess with us. They have fun. Baseball is fun. And they've got your future Yankees of next year. Uh, follow them on all the social medias, HV Renegades. Um, but stay in tune with the top prospects. They gave us some player highlights. Everson Pereira. Yeah, he's in the system. How seven for his last 12? Whoops. Beck Way. Electric mm. name. Five innings pitch shutout recently. Anthony Siegler put up a three for five in his return to the Hudson Valley Renegades. Five runs he scored himself. The Siegs. Um, go to a Hudson Valley Renegades game. You're going to have a good time. And right now, if you buy one lower box ticket, uh, you'll get another. BOGO. Uh, for the rest of the season, if you use code JOMBOY at hvrenegades.com. That's code JOMBOY. Also, I think Code John Boy, if you go get yourself some swag, hats, merch uh, at the Renegade store, Code John Boy will work there for 20% off. So if you want swag, if you want tickets, if you want to have a good time, go check out the Hudson Valley Renegades, hvrenegades.com. Uh, I think their next home series is against the Rome Braves. You know that's a big one. Uh, go check out their stadium, the Dutch. Um mm. Beautiful all summer long. We had a we have a couple people that work here that grew up going to their games there. They love it. Also, go this summer. Know what you need to do? Go this summer, then go this fall. A lot of good foliage. Catch catch one of their last games, maybe a playoff game this year. You're gonna enjoy it. So hvrenegades.com. Use code John Boy wherever, and they're gonna hook it up. That's what's going on there. Store discount's pretty awesome. We went to their store and had a lot of fun stuff. Remember that wine ice cream? That stuff was good, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was great. Where do you want to go now? I think we wanted to do some general roster stuff. Uh, uh, and, Jim, I want to come in not a, not a little hot. That's obviously not our tone. But one of the themes we've been talking about this season, the catching position. Uh, obviously, the Yankees have gone full defense at the catching position. Um, and, hey, I, I'm honestly not complaining. 
Uh, Trevino, his bat recently has actually been kind of fun. He has a contact swing to it. We'll see if if results come out of it. But uh, the pitch framing has been electric, him and Higgy. Um, and you see the results with the pitching staff too. So we, we've kind of compartmentalized that. You know, we did a lot of conversations this offseason. Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's, other catchers. There's not a ton of hitting catchers. It's why we love Gary. Um, we'll see if anything changes there. It seems like the Yankees are pretty happy with that. Even when your guy Ben Rortfett comes back, um, you know, that's his supposed skill set. But that kind of won't ever be a hitting spot in the lineup. And that's where the recent struggles, uh, whether it's Hicks or uh, Kiner Falefa and what, what does his bat look like, we are now seeing if you have guys in your lineup that aren't there to hit. And then every baseball lineup is going to have one guy slumping, maybe probably one and a half guys slumping, and then if you have injuries in COVID IL, that's how you end up at the lineup that we've seen the past couple days. And as we start, and everyone's kind of starting to dream their vision of what these Yankees could look like come October, it's where a lot of these conversations come into play where looking at the trade deadline or what can become available or what we see in the next couple months, whether it's from prospects, whether it's from a... Uh, Andujar, Florial, or if one of the shortstop prospects ever gets the call, um, or if it's just strictly eyeing, uh, you know, what does Gallo do in the next month or so uh, as we lead up to the deadline, the importance of having that filled-up lineup because, man, a guy goes down, a guy gets sick, and, you know, you, you go from a lineup that the Yankees lineup has felt seven guys or so deep all year, to now we're we're like a a, a three man lineup. They bench DJ, so it should be about it should be four. It should be half a lineup, but that's uh that's not enough to keep winning at the pace the Yankees have been at. Yeah, we're. I mean, do you want to go like position by position, or where where, where do you want to? Well, where does your brain want, jump to? I'll, I'll I'll try to try to tee you up when I if I mention that. Where do you jump? I'm a, I'm fine with the catching position because the defense has been worth the payoff and lack of offense. I believe. Um, kind of on Trevino's part, uh, he gets a lot of strikes. You can I don't love that aspect of the game. I remember Nestor start when he was in Chicago, Trevino snatched some and it's like, Oh, okay. That's uh, and then the numbers back it up as well, I guess, uh, on the pitch framing. And then also they've been hitting of late a little bit. I think our catching position has a three twenty on base and like a two fifty batting average in the last week or so uh, Trevino's got 300 what I mean and I, actually Tre- Trevino's at bats have looked good the the other side of it is uh, there's really not replacement options you know like that's w- whether you're talking price tag or who's available uh there's not a ton of solutions and you know they're getting what they want out of those guys they're they're getting the pitch framing that's how the Yankees have decided to attack 
what you can get out of the catching position. And it is working for the pitchers and, you know, Trevino and hopefully Higgy more so later this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you were choppy a lot of that for me, but you, I heard the name Murphy. What did you, what did you mention about him? He's nothing. He's really. like, he's nothing. a one of the options, but he's not really hitting. Well, They're the only ca- catcher that's hitting well is Stevenson and, and Romudo. Yeah. That's you're basically saying what I just said. There's, there's not catchers. That's kind of the other side of this whole thing. There's not a solution. That's going to be, we're thrilled about or, or it's fully the answer, but that's available. Kelbert Ruiz. Big May. Yeah. I mean him and him and Stevenson are essentially like rookies. They're yeah. top prospect Adley. catchers. Adley. Yeah. Trade for Adley. Yeah. Come on, Baltimore. Varsho, put him back behind the dish. Another one. Been catching. So yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of no answer there, which, okay, if you want to go around the, the horn with it, we're, we're, everyone's still a Rizzo stan. We got options at second base between DJ and Glaber. Third base, Donaldson slash DJ. Uh, shortstop, IKF, we probably circled that one. Um, Aaron Judge, I think we're happy with him. If you go DH slash other outfielder in Stanton, we like that guy. And then... Hicks and Gallo are still question marks. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where it ends up going back to. There's kind of not solutions at the catcher position. We're, we are kind of in bed with what we've got. Um, shortstop, there's a couple internal options. We've got three of our top prospects uh, are shortstops. Who knows their timeline? They haven't been hitting that well. Kind of no one in the Yankees minor leagues have been hitting that well, so so do with that what you want. And then the outfield position. It's uh can can Gallo come back and click? Can Hicks find it? Um is Floreal getting run now and seeing what he looks like? Or those are positions that at the trade deadline, go look at the Atlanta Braves last year. The Atlanta Braves took three flyers on guys, actually four in the outfield. Um, and they ended up getting a really nice payday out of it while not giving up top prospects. So, um, I mean, outfield and shortstop is, is kind of where your brain has to jump. Outfield, left field, and shortstop. And and Gallo was getting going, and then maybe he had, like, that bad series, and maybe that was because he was starting to get sick. Who knows? Um Unfortunately, at shortstop... The, they don't admit this isn't unfortunate, but there is only one option. There's two options for them to do at the shortstop position. It's ride out Kiner Falefa or call up one of the prospects, because even if there is a shortstop available to, for trade or something, that's, that's a awful look. Like, that's, I don't know. If you're going to go give up something for a shortstop, well, you had a chance to do that with some real long-term talented people. So, in my opinion, it's Kiner, a short, or it's Volpe or Peraza, and that's those are the three options. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, Kiner right now, I, 
He's 30th in war amongst shortstops that have on fan graphs. He's 30th in war among shortstops that have, uh, whatever. What's, oh, hold on. Let me change the qualified. I was trying to do it. That people have played a lot. Uh, I'll do, I'll do 100 plate appearances. That should bump him up a little. Okay. He's 23rd. So that's bad. It's not good. It's not good. And uh, yeah, I, I wonder with, if there's more COVID stuff, if there's more injuries, what, what it takes to get to uh, those guys potentially. I mean, does it, does it have to be something to Kiner? I don't know. Um, I guess you you wonder if Glaber or DJ potentially got hurt or something like that too. But um yeah, and and you know, I I kinda I started the year there. I wanted to see at least one of those guys this year to see it. And yeah, I, I guess the situation becomes when when you say you talk about the free agent thing, uh if there is a rental shortstop and you know, we we do kind of an annual two trade deadline episodes. We usually do a scouting episode and then one closer to the actual deadline to see what's going on. You know, IKF came in to be a shortstop rental to a degree. The The debate is, was it to be a shortstop for three months or a shortstop for two years? And I'm sure if you're a diehard Yankee fan, you've probably debated that with your buddies. Um, so uh, if there's something available that becomes a rental that makes sense, but the Yankees in their organization still think Volpe or Peraza is the guy for the future, then that that is what it is related to last year's free agency class. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the kind of only two positions, shortstop or outfield, that they really can address and upgrade. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, you just need... Uh... I wonder if the defense was lights out like it was, uh, you know, special. If you'd be fine, like having the the the, the bottom of the lineup being catcher and shortstop. Who right. You're not relying on at all. But unfortunately, he's been subpar on both sides of the ball. I mean, offensively, we have numbers that show that. I um, mean, around the league, the Yankees are. I pull it up again. Uh, if you go by OPS, which we know that's not his game, so I understand this is a little unfair, but the Yankees are 23rd out of 30 teams, OPS. They're 15th in on base percentage at the shortstop position and. And then if you go by war, it was like last. Yeah. So offensively, you have the numbers. It's not really debatable. Obviously, there's defensive metrics that get changed all the time. I actually don't know how his defensive metrics stack up right now, but I know I don't feel comfortable with him at short. And he's botched a lot of really easy plays, which is kind of what you were. You hope he makes the easy ones and. You'd rather someone make all the easy ones and not get to the hard ones. I also don't think he's getting to the hard ones. 
I've been pretty dissatisfied. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, interested to see. 22nd in shortstop war. Interested to see how they handle it. I mean, and it's, it's kind of a funny juxtaposition. If you are a war person, like Andrew Velasquez is now racking up a really nice season and the Yanks just let him go. Um, and not like he was guaranteed to be anything, but I, man, defensive eye test. I I ran ranted on here before about if that guy gets 130 games at shortstop, I think he's a Gold Glover. Um, so yeah, I, the conversation would be interesting. Unfortunately, I don't think it's provided. But I I guess at the same time, that's kind of where I'm landing. That I mean, if you have a bottom third of your lineup, that's that's not there. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, we we saw it last night. We basically had a third of a lineup. One guy put up all of our runs, and there really wasn't anything else. And, uh, you know, I know you want Cole to be better against the Orioles. Their lineup <laughs> was actually kind of pesky up and down the lineup, and uh, I think that tied into beating Cole. So, I don't know. It's it's the storyline that we've been dancing around, but the winning has covered it up that, you know, the if more losing comes, changes need to happen, and there's only a couple spots where it can. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's only a couple spots. Like, let, let's go over who's a lock. Rizzo, obviously, uh, he's kind of been slumping lately, but he's he's the lock. They're not – he's he's on the team – throughout judge is a lock i actually think i forget who i was talking to maybe joe's i think that judge might be our starting center fielder throughout the playoffs he could it's an option it's an option if if he's still not signed long term and he likes playing center field and because they because they've been bad at center field the yankees comparatively have lacked off offensive production from the center field position uh and that gets fixed if Judge plays there. But you also don't want to run him into the ground. But I, if it's like a platoon center field of Judge playing every other day in the postseason, like I, I think that might be there. It's not the rest of the season. Judge is a lock. Um, Stan, obviously, he's a lock. Right field, DH. DJ, locked up. I think Donaldson's going to ride out the whole year. They're paying a lot of money. That's it? Yeah, I mean, you you put Glaber and Gallo in kind of question mark territories. Um, they can earn themselves locks. Yeah, I can, but I can see them being role players and it not being the end of the world. Or Gallo changes scenery type stuff, but... Yeah. Gallo's numbers are awful. And then, and then that leaves you with left field Hicks and Kiner as the guy, as the areas to improve the team. Where, you know, it's not like you can go get a first baseman and just move Rizzo. It's not Chase Headley. Well, and it's also it's it's where the the judge center field versatility comes into play because Stanton has kind of been all right in right field, uh, and if you have Judge available to play center field, you can you can add a corner outfielder, which is a lot easier than adding a center fielder. Um, I'd say the Yankees adding a corner outfielder at this deadline 
no matter what, whether that's Brett Gardner or Benintendi or whatever it is, um, to be a rotation, at least a rotation player, slash insurance. And the price tag should honestly be fine. Again, the, the, the Braves traded for Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall. I feel like I'm missing one. Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give up anything. So, and they gave up prospects, but not like real prospects. So if you're the Yankees, that has to very much be on the table. It's just a matter of who. Um, which would then turn turn your eyes towards the shortstop position. As we go through this, uh, as we go through this area of not having depth because of the COVID IL stuff offensively. I said to Joe's, and I know this is a little scary because they've lost a bunch in a row. I said Florial should start in center field at all three Baltimore games. Like it is time to just, even if that's as long as it goes to give him the run while Gallo's out. But I believe Florial has one option left. I think this is the last year of it. Yeah. So after this year, he's got no options. Yeah, he's got to be on the MLB roster or or traded. So you're looking at him being a trade piece uh, this this trade deadline or a walk piece or, you know, just non-tendered, whatever it is. Florio's not going to be around next year without an option unless he goes like from now until the end of the season lights out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's almost a free that, agent and you have to see what you have to build up some value or just to like finally give it a shot. So I, I do think as long as Gallo's gone right now, I, I wish they were winning and you didn't like, but, but Florio should get some run at points in this season where they can give him some run as long as the rest of the offense is there. But that's, that's the scary part. That's the problem. Esteban Florial shouldn't be your six hitter. Yesterday. No, he's no, he should be double lead off in the nine hole. Yeah. So I I agree with you. I mean, I uh you know, let let Floriel run when we talk about trade pieces. He's he's one of the candidates. Um and and we'll see. It's been an interesting ride with him to see the one option left is pretty wild. That uh yeah, I mean a, a push is coming to shove, so it's almost I mean, when you're looking at our lineup options, especially right now, I I don't hate seeing seeing him in there. It's just it's brutal with the timing that he's in the middle of the lineup. What do you think the lineup's going to be tonight, Jim? Let's do a mini guess the lineup. Guess the lineup is always brought to you by Baseball Today. Baseball Today. If you guys haven't been watching, uh, Chris Rose and Trevor Plouffe. Um, and actually a couple uh, pinch hitters for Trevor Plouffe because he's on a, a nice little family vacation right now. Posted a nice pick of him and Teddy throwing the pill. Um, and you could go check it out live on AMP if you download the AMP app and use code BASEBALL today to tune in. They take live callers. You can be a part of the show. Ask Chris Rose. The Chris Rose gave the Yankees their trophy in 09. He was out there. Um, you can ask him, you can ask Trev, any question you want. Usually baseball, I think they prefer that. Maybe life. Um, so go check them out live 
on amp.com uh, and use code baseball today to listen to them. Um, what do you got for a lineup, Jim? Let me, I'm trying to trying to find the guys first before I, I do it. So like Donaldson's still out. Gallo's still out. Hicks is Higgy's still out. To the best of our knowledge, yes. Yeah, maybe in two hours that'll shift. But all right, here's what I got: DJ leading off. Love that. I agree. I'll, I'll tell you positions later. Judge batting second. Rizzo three, Stanton four, Glaber five, Hicks six, Kiner seven. Trevi, eight, Florial, nine. Okay. So Florial's got to be center field. Means Hicks is going to be left field. Judge, right field. Stan, DH, DJ, third. Glaber, second. Rizzo at first. Glaber at second. Kiner at short. Lefty on the bump for the Orioles. Oh, they're no, no, no. They're going to play Andujar. Yeah. Okay. Will they sit Hicks then? Because that's the best. Then you D, you DH Andujar, you sit Hicks, and you play Stanton and right. I am. Oh, wait. Then they don't have a left fielder. Unless they're going to play Florio in left field. They're probably not going to do that. They can't play Stanton in left field, and they can't play Judge in left field. I think they start Hicks. I think they start Hicks. Um, Judge in center Florial sitting Because Hicks is switched Lefty on the bump And he can hit righty um, So then Florial sitting And Judge is in center I think so I, I think so um, Just put Hicks nine hole then Yeah I mean they uh, Yeah I mean your, your only other option there You can't put Andohar in the field Um if they do, that would be a treat. Um, well, where's he been playing? Where's he been playing in the minors? Left field and third base. I think the last time we looked it up, that was early. Let's see how it's shifted. I know I saw a lineup of him in left field, like beginning of or end of last week. Fifteen games in left, ten at third. Yeah, that's this year at Scranton. Florio has two games in left in Scranton, four games in right. I could see them putting him in left field. Yeah, I can see them putting him in left field too. Big left field. Hicks in center, judge in right. Three errors on the year. I think, I think two of them all are really them. early for... Are, are you doing Andujar? Andujar. Uh, two early at third base, and then one recently where it looks like it was at third base, and then he and then they, sw- they took him out and put him to left field. A little shocked to hear about the errors at third, but... <laughs> you didn't see that coming? No. How's Birdie doing uh, down there? Greg Bird to it. Yeah. Greg Bird. It's 705 OPS on the whole. That's 
not the end of the world, but the the other numbers don't look pretty. I'll be honest. Hmm. Okay. Twenty days at first, ten at DH. If you wonder what positions he's been doing. Throwing error by Andujar, his most recent error. Really? That shocks me. I don't know. Yeah, that what is that the lineup then? You think? You think? I mean, it'd be nice if they DH Andujar, put Stanton in right, Judge in center. I do think they're going to go Hicks in left, but or well, if they put Andujar in left. Then Hicks is in center and judges in right. I think so. It's a bad outfield for a fast Baltimore team. Yeah. I, I mean, your alternative is Hicks, Judge, Stan with Andujar at DH, which is an outfield they've run this year. It's a much better outfield than yeah. the, the one start Andujar got for the Yankees earlier this year. He did play left field for what that for what that's worth. Monty pitching. I just can't. I just can't. I can't think that they would start Andujar and not burn him on both sides of the field because that helps give Stan rest. Same. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they DH Andujar and played Stan solely because it's a way. You know, if you play in a minor league or. Motive. You're playing a bench guy. You better squeeze all of it out of him, right? The juice, uh, and save other people. So <clears throat> we'll see. Because that's a bad outfield. I mean, if it's Andujar and Hicks, any ball left center fielder, any runner on with a ball hit to left or to center is an extra back. I should pretty confidently go for it. Yeah, that'd be, and they're a fast team. That's young. Doesn't really care. Scrappy. And we'll go. So that's a bad outfield against the Orioles, in my opinion. Yankee Stadium, too. Big left field. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it, Poppy. Go the Yanks. Enjoy the game. Pants Jake. Try it. Go Rangers. Go Yanks. Go Rangers. Go Yanks. Go Titans. I need a little bit of a push here. Mm. Bye. Go Yanks. Love you. Tom Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>